Welcome to Conlangery, the podcast about constructed languages and the people who create them. I'm George Corley. Because of various things, including the fact that uh, my wife had a baby very recently, we weren't really able to get a full episode out for January quite yet. So I'm going to be doing a couple of shorts this month. And the first one is today going to be all about Lexember. But before we get to that, I want to um, uh, quickly tell people, uh, first of all, um, there's a Fiat Lingua article out that I wrote um, that I will link to in the show notes. Uh, It's all about uh, my decisions regarding my romanization of uh, my current Conlang project, which I'm for now calling Middle Pahren. Uh, so that might be of interest to some people to see, you know, what my process was romanizing that. And also I was sort of laying out it in terms of uh, what I've already uh, put out in a blog post a long time ago about um, what kinds of design parameters are involved when you're designing a romanization system. So that, uh, the other thing, uh, December 17th was the date that my daughter was born, Maria Ray Corley. So that's the awesome thing that is taking up all of my life right now. And I just want to celebrate that. Okay. So now moving on. If you don't know what Lexember is, uh, this is uh, a, a a conlanging event. Uh, during the month of December, a bunch of conlangers each create one new word in a conlang and uh, post it online. So, some people do several new words, but um, I did just one, and uh, I uh, slipped several times in in. Uh, in the dates, but generally you try to get one, at least one word for each day in December and you share it online. So people were sharing this on Twitter, on Tumblr, on uh, Google Plus, all of that. And uh, from the Conlangery account, I was retweeting and reblogging the Tumblr post. So uh, I've been looking through a bunch of them and I have picked out a few that have some things that I kind of like to, would like to um, point out. Now, the first couple I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on because it's more about the visual aspect. So, um, Twitter user Dachi Kardak, uh, and I apologize if I'm um, pronouncing that incorrectly, uh, is um, one of the people that did a lot of visual stuff. So what he did, or she, I don't, I don't quite, uh, know, uh, or they, uh, is, uh, basically created sort of calligraphy in their conscript for each of the words. And then they posted the image on Twitter. So that's a, a, a nice thing you can do. Uh, I'm going to link to one particular, um, Example, uh, shunjar means to, uh, shunjar means to endure in Kardak. And so, um, 
I will just link to that image. There was another one that I really liked, um, uh, is, uh, uh, the Tumblr blog, uh, as Olilonian, uh, Olilonian, um, and, uh, this conlanger also had, um, actually, you know, photo pulled out, pulled photos. I don't know where they got the, the photos from. And they have like the entry laid out with, um, the native script, uh, a romanization, IPA pronunciation, and definition. So I'll link to their word, um, uh, shkitev, shkitev, uh, Okay. Crunch. So that's, uh, and, and they also put an example on each one. So, uh, they laid out the whole definition in a light, nice little visual thing. And that's something you don't really have to do for Lexember, but, um, I always like to see, you know, the people who have create little like definition cards or do some sort of calligraphy or something. It's, it's, it's a fun little extra piece to it. So moving on, these are some things I'm going to point out that are, um, they do did little extra things or had an interesting uh take on things that I wanted to go over. Uh so Zeke Fordsmender, one thing about all of his um his Lexember entries is they all were long dictionary entries with multiple sentences um senses. Um several uh uh, most of most of them had many different senses senses you know uh there's uh you know between like three and five usually uh the one that i'm gonna link to here has actually seven senses so um um itari itari is that a trill or a yes that's the trill itari um is a physical obstacle preventing travel uh, especially in water. So, um, it can also be circumstances which prevent progress. Uh, a pit dug to trap game or enemies. That's a nice one to, to pair with the obstacles. Um, uh, crippling doubt or overwhelming uncertainty. Uh, and he was, uh, it refers to finding oneself in a state without precedent and having no idea what to do next. Um, and, uh, he mentioned that that, um, uh, sensation of meaning had happened after, um, contact with another people. Uh, and in Kepa religious thought, the penultimate stage in the process of dying. So, uh, I don't know much about his con world, but presumably, uh, this having relation to obstacles and traps maybe this has something to do with um as you are close to death these the part of this religion is that you uh have to overcome something maybe it's some sort of like an ordeal type idea uh the stage in a, in the men's initiation meant to imitate stage in 6 i think he might have meant 5 uh meaning the process of dying and then the new moon, following a metaphor, the night sky is the river of death and the moon is its steerman. So 
again, more related to the, the death stuff, but that, the, the main thing I want to get across with highlighting that example is here we have seven different senses of one word and they have, you can sort of see where these multiple meanings are coming from. Uh, and that's, you know, that makes it feel more like a realistic word. If you look in any decent dictionary, lots of words are going to have three or four senses. A lot of them will have more. So when you're doing conlang, do understand that it's very realistic and for a lot of your words that have multiple senses and multiple meanings. Uh, I um, try to do that, but I'm not always successful. I don't always follow through on making lots of different meanings for words. So that's a good point to have. Uh, there, here's another example um, from uh, the Hlasiri uh, 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 language. Uh um, uh, I'm not gonna Hlasari li Hlasali Raisa is the name of his blog and uh, this was from day 22 um, he had Yiru uh, Yiru uh, which um, he was inspired by Christmas Eve dinner to, to, to make a word for scalding hot right uh, so he actually uh so he has to be hot to the point of causing injury, so scalding, basically. To be boiling, uh, and then it's all, this is also a transitive verb to boil something, uh, or to prepare something for eating, not necessarily via boiling. So, so it can just be generally cooking. Again, a bunch of related senses collected together, and that's a very long full dictionary entry. Um this is this this is a smaller one, but I wanted to point this out. So uh Twitter user D Moonfire did the whole Lexember doing units of measurement, which is a really interesting uh idea to do. Um I have a few units of measurement but I don't in in my uh own conlang project, but I haven't really defined what they are. And this is something that he actually defined. So uh, uh, the the one I will point point at is the very first one he, that he did, or not the very first, but one of the early early Lexember entries that he had. Uh, Keka, uh, I, there's no IPA, so I'm assuming I'm pronouncing that right. Keka, uh, the amount of displacement of an adult woman's fist. So this is a um, a unit of volume and. Uh, and he says out of world that's uh, about 305 milliliters. And, uh, from my conversation with him earlier, apparently he actually, uh, his, his, his wife helped him to measure that. So that's, uh, a fun little thing. And all of his units of measure, he actually did like come up with appropriate approximations in, uh, metric. So that's, uh, just an interesting little tidbit. Moving on, uh, one of my favorite things is to see words that reveal something about the culture. Um, that you see, saw that a little bit in the last, uh, word. Um, obviously with this guy, 
um, for my conversation that guy's culture sees women as being more precise. So it makes sense that their, their fist would have something to do with a unit of volume. Uh, but he also mentioned that there would be another word that is a man's fist that's used for measuring wine. So that's, so that's an interesting little cultural tidbit. Another place where I saw not just cultural, but biological and so, and, um, psychological differences was in the, uh, the standard Chironian blog, uh, or the Earth Centauri, uh, Commission on Interstellar Cooperation. Uh, and the one I'll link to right now is, uh, number 16, and it's all about limbs. So this is a language for aliens. And there's even things that humans can't pronounce in the language. It sounds they can't pronounce, but they have different, um, body structure. Uh, they're called Centauri, uh, because I presume they're from, from the, uh, Centauri system. Uh, and so, um, uh, I'm, Mrak, I actually, I physically can't pronounce that correctly, but that's as close as I can get is a forelam. And then, uh, I'll just give up. I'm not going to worry about pronouncing these because some of them are not possible. So there's a separate word for forelimb, uh, for the middle limbs, since they have six limbs and for the, the hind limbs. And then there's a word for the tail. And he mentions that the, the centauri often have tails and then, um, the general word for limb also includes a tail. So that's an interesting thing. There's a lot of other interesting uh, things that are on that blog. Um, all of his terms that he pointed to that have to do with uh, social relationships, like friends and family terms. He made a mention of Centauri having different social psychology than humans that prevents them from having long-term bonds with people who are not immediately nearby. So that's an interesting, um, uh, little thing. There's, there, there were a lot of interesting things that came out and there's just all of the words. There were always these little, um, asides in the blog post mentioning how things are different for the Centauri because of their alienness. Uh, there's from the blog, uh, I, I'm assuming this is, uh, Kashian and other, other languages. Uh, these, these often had lots of etymological information. So this, this, uh, this conlanger went, uh, on and talked about all sorts of different, um, uh, all sorts of etymological information. So, the, um, I'm not going to go through this whole definition. I'm linking to, uh, the word, uh, there's several different, um, forms here. Prengi, uh, Prengi, Pengrashi, Pregathashi, Pregul. I don't know if I'm saying those right, but, um, meaning like to come out, to reveal personal information, to make an announcement. But, uh, is it says okay this is descended from the common Cassian uh Pazga 
had a very specific meaning relating to coming of age. Uh, there's talking about folk etymologies in here is very, um, detailed and I can't get, go all the way into it, but, um, I, I, I realize a lot of his, uh, a lot of this blogger's entries, um, a lot of their entries were, uh, like this in that they had this etymological history worked out for the word. Another one, uh, from, uh, Tamulo A. Uh, Junyak. Uh, the, the word is Asta. Um, and they say it's, it's derived, it's based on the word Ak for, or Ach or Ak. And probably Ach, maybe, for spark. And the, the word triggering, activating, causing, inspiring, or subverting game breaking. And, the the interesting thing on this entry uh, is that this 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 blogger liked to do this this conliner liked to do um, derived words from the root that they just created. So underneath the the asta, there's uh, nyasta uh, to cause cause upheaval, disturbance, disruption, uh, action, revolution. Nyasta uh, Nyastahuz, a new state. Uh, Nyastahu, revolutionary. Astakvel, conservative, constant. Uh, I presume there's some sort of a negative element in there. Nyastavel, conservation and mobilism. Uh, Nyastakvel, political conservative. So the kvel seems to be some sort of opposite and then other words that are related to Asta have a lot to do with like revolution or, or, um, or, um, you know, upheaval, um, opposing, uh, and then the, the, the negation is conserving conservative. Uh, so that's, that was an interesting, uh, one to be looking at when, when all of these, uh, when, whenever I saw this one pop up on my dash. And finally, I have one final word that I want to share. Avalon in the Storm, uh, Twitter user at Casus Verbi, uh, had, uh, a, a word in his, in CA on, uh, the 23rd, Yete Sony, meaning suppletive root. Um, I might actually say it, it might, might more appropriately be suppletive stem, but, it's a very simple word, and there's not a whole lot of information on this. It was just it was just the tweet with the the word and the meaning. But the thing I like is that yes, your conlang should have some words that describe language itself. So that is a very good thing to have. Now, you know. You, you can decide how you want to do that and, um, you know, what, what the con culture's, you know, linguistic tradition is or grammatic or, or, uh, grammatical tradition is. But, uh, it's nice to have, see that, that kind of thing happen. Um, there were around 1500 tweets during Lexember, although, um, Let's see, uh, about, 
a, close to 800 of those were retweets, and then there were also some uh, some that were had the Lexember tag that weren't actually words. So maybe about 700 individual words were tweeted out for Lexember. I don't have uh, stats for any other platforms, and my Twitter numbers may be uh, low because I don't know if uh, the script I was running captured all of them. But, uh, so that gives you an idea of not a huge event, but pretty good for, for the small community. Um, and, uh, I hope all of you participate next year. And, uh, I plan to, uh, be doing another short this month that can tell you a little bit about what to do after Lexember. Because uh, I would like to sort of talk about like what what other things can you do? There, there's already people like trying to plot out the whole year with with uh, with daily conlanging events, which I don't know if that's the solution. But I have some ideas about what you can do with the words that you've already created to make them to to start improving them. So with that, I'll see you next time. And I'm going to say, happy Conlanging. Thank you for listening to Conlangery. You can find our archives and show notes at conlangery.com. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash conlangery. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+. All of those are Conlangery. And if you would like to hear your Conlang featured on the top of the show, you can look at our tribute page. It has the instructions for what you need to translate and how to send it to me. Conlangery's web space is provided by the Language Creation Society and our music is by Null Device. <laughs>